Can you hear us now? Yeah, yeah. How, how are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Good, good. Dad's uh, here. Dad, you're there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, then welcome to Bookworm Games, episode 21. Uh, this is Wesley Schantz and Michelle and Eddie Schantz. We are uh, recording with three of the four Schantzes. Elliot's down in Eureka. I just visited him and he's doing well. Uh, but he was uh, not, not interested in recording. So maybe he'll at least listen to this at some point. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, games. Uh, I know that uh, we play a lot of video soccer games growing up. Um, but I wanted to start by asking you about some of the games that you played growing up. Um, Mom, I know you rode horses and all that. Uh, and Dad, you were a, a manager for the basketball team. Um, but maybe there's other other games that you guys remember playing as kids that you'd want to share your, your experiences of. Okay, uh, I guess starting pretty early, one of the games we played was bike tag on <laughs> campus at Westminster College in New Wilmington, where I uh, grew up. And just a bunch of us kids would get on bikes, and I guess it would start out, one person was it. And every time he caught somebody, then they were also it. So it got real interesting toward the end when <laughs> there was only one person left. <laughs> Cool. So that, that was one. And then we used to play hide and seek. Yeah. Everybody knows what that is. Uh, and we played some board. When I got a little older, we played some board games. I guess before that played like checkers and then later chess. And then some board games like Monopoly or Clue or Risk. Oh, uh, yeah. Elliot and... Elliot and I played a, a game of chess the other day when I was visiting. He beat me, uh, but it was a close game. I remember oh. you would always beat me at chess playing uh, the Simpsons uh, chess board that we had. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Well, how about you, Mom? What did you guys play growing up? Well, we actually used to have almost this ritual on Sunday afternoon of playing board games. and. Uh -huh. It started out being a game where you, you shot a little round thing and tried to get it in holes in the corner. And I don't know what the game's called, but it came from my great-grandmother's house. Oh, wow. We actually have it downstairs. <laughs> it, uh, then it uh, went on to what you know is probably your grandmother's favorite game of Scrabble. Oh, yeah. Used to be almost a Sunday ritual. Did you guys, um, did you tend to have a streak where one person would win over and over? Uh, or did it sort of go back and forth where someone different would win each week? It, it kind of went back and forth where somebody different would win each week. I mean, if my dad would play, he typically would win. Ah. He, as the English teacher, he could, <laughs> you know, figure things out. But um, he didn't always play. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that's that's something I wanted to ask about then was with um, 
with uh, winning and losing being a, a big uh, element of the game, at least for me when I was little, that was, that was a big deal. But as I've gotten older, I think I've gotten more uh, interested in other elements of the game, you know, getting everybody involved and, and stuff like that. And maybe, um, maybe that's something that you guys have experienced too. Um, do you remember a point at which like when you, I know you competed with, with horses, right, mom? So like a point at which you uh, became less interested in winning the, the competition and more interested in just getting to, getting to sort of play the game sort of thing or, um, or dad with you with the basketball team? Was it always more about, you know, everyone kind of playing well together or was it, was it always uh, kind of doing, doing everything possible to win? Um, do, you, do you have thoughts about that dynamic? I think, I think for me and the horse thing, you know, I didn't start riding until I was an older teenager. Oh, okay. And at that point, you know, it was, it was something that I had wanted to do for so long that winning wasn't really the accomplishment. The accomplishment for me was getting out there and doing it, I think. Uh-huh. So that is probably not a great example, but well, that, that, that seems to that seems to support my suspicion about it was that you know growing up and getting older is sort of that that winning that drive to win at all costs is is less and less of the uh, less and yeah. less of the motivation. Yeah, I think that's true for me and at least that particular aspect. Hmm. Yeah, and me, um, I guess when I was a basketball manager, it was more just handling the details uh, so that the players could play and make sure everything was there. Um, When the team would practice, sometimes it would be the varsity team practicing and the JV wasn't. So there were basketball hoops that weren't part of the playing uh, area. So I could play one-on-one against some of the JV guys and I guess by the time I got to be a senior, some of the JV guys were a year or two younger. I could actually beat them one-on-one. Uh-huh. So that was, that was neat. But uh, I guess what you're talking about, uh, I would, it would be more when I ran track and I was actually a participant. Uh, uh, my senior year in high school, I ran track and then my freshman year in college I did. Yeah. And for that, um, it was important to win, but it was also, I got to have probably more fun just being there with everybody else and yeah. uh, working with them, especially on the relay team, passing the baton, trying to get that right. We had an exchange zone where you had to exchange the baton. Okay, can you hear us now? Yeah, yeah, Dad, you were you were talking about passing the baton. So if you want to continue with that that thought. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, one one of the things that was really interesting was the relay team because we passed. You know, each each runner would pass a baton when he got to a zone zone where the next runner was going to start, and he had to pass the baton, you know, safely in that. 20 yard or whatever zone. Yeah. And 
course, there was competition with the other teams. That made it real interesting. That was a lot of fun. And then I think I said that if it wasn't my event, then it was interesting just to hang out with other guys where their event was coming up or where they just finished or what that was. As, uh, there was usually a couple different things going on at the same time and a track meet. You'd have something going on in the field events and some running event. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I know growing up, um, I made a lot of friends I had through um, through playing soccer. And that was, you know, just from spending so much time together at practice and going to tournaments and driving all back and forth to all the games and stuff. So, so yeah, I definitely... I definitely agree with that camaraderie aspect of it being real important. And, and just to pick up on the, the baton passing image, um, that, that idea that there's a kind of uh, transition, right, or, or something like that, and, and where one, one player passes the baton to the next, um, that seems like a really uh, interesting metaphor for, um, for this kind of growing up thing as well. And I just, I'm curious if, I, I don't want to say that there's a point at which, you, you know, you stop playing games, because I don't think that that seems to work. Like, uh, you, you still have the, the urge to play and to teach games to a younger people and, and, and coach and all that stuff. But um, I'm curious about what you guys would experience watching us play as Elliot and I playing soccer and stuff. And in some sense, you've kind of like passed the baton to us. And so you were on the side play. Like, is it hard to always just just be a spectator? Or did you want to get in the game and, and play? Or um, what were your, your feelings about that? In some sense, I think it was a feeling of pride because you both were, you know, certainly teammates um, and were good with your teams. So there was a certain sense of pride there. And for me, I, I think a lot of it too was suddenly learning this game that I really knew very little about. And I did find myself, you know, like during practices, like if Elliot and I were at your practice or something, wanting to kick the ball back and forth with him, yeah, you know, and just, kind of becoming involved that way, but yet knowing that I could never really be good at the game. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think it was a lot of sense of pride for me. Yeah, same with me. Um, and like mom, I hadn't played soccer growing up, so it was a new sport. So it was uh, having to learn the dynamics of it. <laughs> so any, any soccer fans or players aren't going to like to hear this, but the only, only exposure to soccer that I had in middle school or then it was junior high school and high school was if, if the in gym class, which is now called PE, in gym class, we weren't behaving ourselves or somebody misbehaved. Punishment was playing soccer. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I played a little bit and with Elliot, you know, we would kick it back and forth. And I remember the corner kick uh, got a little more involved. I guess there was some uh, opportunity to actually play more there, but, uh, and it was pride, you know, seeing how you guys did and just how you played together as a team. 
And um, I don't know if you remember, but when you were really young, I think one of the things that got you interested in soccer was when it snowed and there were little snowballs or ice pieces on the ground, I would like yeah, kick yeah. them at you and it was, you, you would kind of be playing dodgeball. <laughs> I think, I think that's maybe how you got interested in soccer. Cause I always thought, you know, growing up, most of the kids in my generation, it was literally baseball, but yeah. that takes a lot of hand eye coordination and kids. I don't think are really ready to play baseball until they're at least 10. Yeah. And kids are very adept at soccer at you know, age five or six. It's just yeah. a more natural thing to do, uh, you know, using your feet and legs. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, and, and, you know, we made a lot, you made a lot of friends with your teammates and we got to know some parents and have kept in touch with some of them. Yeah. 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 Uh, so getting involved in, uh, soccer now I know you guys haven't had a whole lot of time to watch the World Cup but just as a last question here uh, who's your who's your team since America not in it this year the U.S. are not in it which team are you rooting for who do you think will win the World Cup this year well I actually have a verbal bet with the two Mexicans at the barn <laughs> okay. and uh, now I'm picking Uruguay they're actually after this morning I think they're pretty Picking Brazil. Uh-huh. Whoever won against between Mexico, Brazil was going to be their pick. Okay. Yeah. Uruguay. Yeah, that's who I want to win for sure. How about you, Dad? Um, I guess uh, I just I'm always really, you know, liking some some particular player that just really excels at any sport. Uh-huh. Um, like with swimming, like in the Olympics, I wasn't all that interested in swimming, but when I saw Greg Luganis dive. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, so this is what a diver is supposed to look like, or as uh, as unusual as, as another character is Johnny Weir skating. Um, he doesn't have the technical ability of some of the other competitors, but he's just very graceful. You know, one movement flows very smoothly into the next. So I guess my favorite in soccer is uh, Messi, just because oh, he yeah. he is just a master at you know what he does. So I guess for that reason, I like Argentina, but I know they're already out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a good, I, I like that answer as well. That thinking about uh, players who, who sort of demonstrate the game at its highest level. Um, that made me think of Roger Federer uh, in tennis um, and uh, how that was a sport I got into kind of you know later on i didn't play it as a kid like you said the high, the hand-eye coordination thing i never could have played it as a, as a little kid but um got into it later on um and so i just this is kind of my new my new game that i've been playing here is making these podcasts and uh i hope that you guys have enjoyed uh the ones you've had a chance to listen to and thanks again for um uh coming on and talking to me uh really appreciate it and i love you and i'll see you soon Okay, great. Yeah, we love you too. And we're happy to, we're, we're really proud of you for doing this and they have been very interesting. Great. Great. Well, thanks. Well, take care. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.